Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie chat. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And uh, today with us for our special chat on found footage films, we have writer, producer, actor, jack-of-all-trades, Jed Bryan. Um, Jed, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, hi, I'm Jed Bryan. Uh, I'm the writer, director, actor uh, for Unlisted Owner. Uh, It's a feature-length found footage horror film. Uh, that just came out last November on Amazon. Uh, you get to Barnes and Noble, a whole bunch of ste- different streaming platforms. So I'm sure we'll get into that later. But uh, yep, that's kind of the gist of it. Very cool. So I mean, found footage. I mean, it's a, it's a very simple yet complicated genre. Yes. I mean, I don't. There's it, no shortage of them, that's for sure. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, on my way over to Paul's today, I'm thinking, man, I really haven't seen a lot of found footage movies. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, man, I've, I've seen, like, literally dozens because there was a, um, one of my favorite TV shows, it, it didn't dawn on me till earlier today, is uh, Lost Tapes from Animal Planet, and it was a found footage TV show. And uh, that's one of, the, one of the hard things about found footage is, like, people take so long on the movies and just kind of, like, show nothing happening. And with the TV show, you had, like, 20 minutes to show, like, all the shit going down. And uh, to me, that's my favorite part of the found footage movie. Like, like when the shit's going down, when things are getting intense, and uh, it's real hard to hit that mark. Yeah. Yeah, found footage is, is a very, very complicated uh, animal, for sure. Uh, a lot of people I know think, I mean, found footage isn't for everybody. Everybody kind of agrees on that. But, you know, I, I think... Found footage does get an unfair rap. Uh, people think, you know, that it's just kind of like a cop-out to make an easy film. And it's not easy at all. Uh, actually, in our film, we had some effects-driven scenes. And, uh, like, we had this one scene where someone gets pulled up into an attic space. And for us to be able to do this, uh, you had, I mean, you have one shot that you got to get this in. So if you do, like, a traditionally shot film, if you had that same shot, you can show, like, arms coming down from one angle. I mean, you can do all kinds of different angles and make it really, really interesting. Plus, you also have a musical score to kind of help heighten the suspense of it. Whereas in a found footage film, if you're going to make a true found footage film, you do not have a musical score and you don't have all these different camera angles to, to kind of help your film along on those lines. So it is more kind of technically visually challenging than a traditionally shot film in my personal opinion yeah plus you can't really cut it the way you do a normal film because like, everyone's yeah. gonna notice it it's like yeah you have to get everything in like one shot otherwise it's gonna look really bad 
Yeah, or you're like, well, there's uh, five characters here, and uh, all of them are in the frame. So who's holding the camera? You know, I mean, yeah. you can't do, you can't do something like that. I think and, didn't uh, didn't record do that the original one, uh, the original Spanish one? Didn't they do that at one point? And they even they even mentioned that whatever movie I'm thinking of, they're like, well, who's holding the camera right now? And yeah. uh, I, kn- I know that happens. That's that's kind of something that happens in a couple of the, a couple of found footage films. But uh, who was? But yeah, like. Like they actually they call it that. It's like it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall, but not really because you're supposed to be seeing it through their eyes. It's just like, hey, who's who's holding the camera? Like, I'm not doing it, and you're not doing it. Yeah, that's like I said. That's one of my big pet peeves. And whenever I was going into actually making Unlisted Owner, I knew it was going to be found footage. Uh, I wanted to make sure that continuity was there. And one of my big pet peeves with found footage films is. Uh, and then the new Blair Witch, they kind of do this to where all the, the the film goes from camera to camera to camera to camera, and you're like, I don't even know who's holding the camera right now. So uh, whenever we do a camera switch and unlisted owner, since it's crime scene evidence, we put these evidence placards that shows who's holding the camera at that point in time. It says like camera A held by Jed Groves, da 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 da. So we put that in there to kind of break it up and also you know kind of help the suspense of the film of like something crazy's happening and all of a sudden bam, this comes up. You're like, oh I, I, come on, I want to see what happens next. You know, kind of gets you on the edge of your seat. So and then also with found footage films, they a lot of them do these things called hard edits to where they're recording. They stop recording and then they go like five minutes forward or something like that, and it's just all like one continuous shot. Sometimes it's not even in order. And uh, with Unlisted Owner, I wanted to make sure that you know that we didn't have those hard edits. There's a few at the beginning, but I tried to make a lot of the scenes seen as long as possible. Um, there's a scene in the film that's a road trip scene, and we do these things called blend edits or jerk edits. And uh, people thought a lot of people think this is one continuous scene, but there's like six edits in there and actually one of the edits it's like three months from when i'm in the vehicle to when i'm outside the vehicle <laughs> and so, so i didn't want to do like a hard stop and then something else so i wanted to make it seem like one fluid scene and uh, a lot of found footage films don't do that but i want to put that extra effort in there to kind of like not have that happen well that's one of the things i i really love um like you said that you you make it clear like who has the camera what's going on um that makes me think of record two Again, the original, the original Spanish one. Right. That uh, you know, it's it's like the the police, uh, whatever they call their SWAT over there, goes in and it goes from camera to camera showing what's going on, and uh, and then yeah, one of the really annoying things in Record Three because Record and Record Two are both that first person. The first one, of course, is from the uh, from the TV crew. The second one is uh, you know from the from the police officers that go in. The third one is security cameras for like the first 20 or 30 minutes. And then it transitions from that to just your average like film. And I was just like, like I never even watched record four because I was like, I was like, dude, they, they fucked it up. Like yeah, it's kind of weird. It was, it was a great, cause it was a groundbreaking, I guess you can say found footage film because it was so good in a time where there was so many shitty found footage just like thrown out there. Right. Um, the time when everything was kind of mimicking the uh, Blair Witch Project. That, like, right. yeah, when it, when it got to that point, and they're like, well, we should just, like, make a movie instead of doing found footage. And I'm like, but but that's the that's the whole point of your series. Right. Like, you forgot what your own film series was. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand that. I feel like if you're going to do a found footage film, uh, you need to do a straight found footage. Uh, the only exception is, uh, I would say, Cannibal Holocaust, where the first part of it 
is about you know them trying to find this lost camera crew and then the second half is actually looking at their footage that's to me that's like the only exception to the rule the rest of them i mean it really needs to be kind of that way well and that and that's the thing with cannibal holocaust is <laughs> the true original film you know, footage film yeah the the first half of the film is them finding the film yeah. and then the and the second half of the film is him airing the film to the people to be like listen yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to release this to the public, and this is why you need to see it. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it is it is fantastic and horrible and, you know, awesome. And, like, I don't want to watch it, but love watching it all at the same time yeah. because it's Cannibal Holocaust. If you haven't seen Cannibal Holocaust, go watch it. You will go regret it. it. Yeah, the thing with, like, movies like Cannibal Holocaust is it knew what kind of vision it wanted to tell. It knew, like, what perspective it wanted and wasn't just kind of, like, jumping around. Knowing that, knowing where it wanted to end, it kind of knew where it was going at all times. I think that makes like a big difference. It's kind of like um, we recently reviewed a film called um, The Last Broadcast, and it kind of goes from documentary to um, found footage. Um, it's kind of interspersed and everything, but then the end, it's third person, and it's really awkward because. It, it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the film. It, it's very well, odd. It's, it's kind of like the movie Maniac, the remake of the movie with Elijah Wood, mm-hmm. where the majority of the movie is first person from Elijah Wood's perspective, where he's, like, killing women and dressing them up and doing all the mannequin-y stuff. I don't remember that part of the and, uh and then, <laughs> and then, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, halfway or three-quarters of the way through the movie, it transitions from being first person from his perspective to just... A regular old movie you know and it just it, it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel good it takes and you out of it. it exactly like to immerse you in this character's psych for that long and just to take you out of it and uh, and that's the beauty of a found footage movie is you have that ability to immerse you in that world but take you out of it at the same time based on who's there what cameras are rolling and how you shoot it. And that's what we said, like, with the last broadcast, um, you know, the very, like, last two or three minutes, it transitions from this documentary found footage film to a third person, just regular old film. Like, there was no reason they couldn't continue on with the found footage aspect of it. You know, for those last couple minutes, they just decided to change it up for whatever reason, which just, it didn't fit with the movie. Right. And, you know, and that's another thing with like found footage of like the key thing that you want to do is make it as believable as possible. And and, and one thing that I found with Unlisted Owner, uh, different people who've seen the movie, uh, there's two characters that are like really, really douchey guys. And uh, people are like, oh, my gosh, they're so douchey. Why would you be friends with these guys? And it's like they don't really act like that in real life. Uh, Tyler and Kevin are two of my best friends. But people like like I mean, they literally hate them. And it's it's so comical because actually uh, Tyler is actually a police officer, was a police officer at the time whenever we were making this film. But he plays this douchebag young kid that's out in party mode. So it's just kind of funny. Like it's like a double edged sword because you want to make it so believable that people believe it. But then at the same time, they get to where they don't believe that you're actually acting and that's actually your personalities in real life. So it's kind of a weird kind of, you know, conundrum, you know. <laughs> well, that, that, that makes me think of, um, now, I, I honestly can't remember if I've ever watched the original Blair Witch Project all the way through, but I do distinctly remember watching the Sci-Fi Channel original documentary 
on like them going to the people in the town where those kids were from and and talking to them and like what happened to them and what were they doing and all this stuff and like there was just so much stuff about it to to make it more real yeah right. and uh, they had a website and everything yeah, and that's one it, of the coolest really things is, is to to make that found footage believable um it is so crucial. And like I said, it's, it's so funny because, like I said, I don't remember ever watching The Blair Witch Project, but I remember that documentary. And, like, so to me, like, even though I'm not remembering the movie, I'm like, well, you know, it was, it was pretty real just because yeah. they did that, like, super extra cool thing. Yeah, definitely. And one thing with, like, characters in found footage films is um, half the time they're just kind of there to die and they really don't have personalities. Like, they'll... They'll just be talking. It's like, all right, this conversation can be basically about whatever. But, like, in certain cases, like, the characters actually have a point and, like, to moving the plot, or plot along and just, like, having something to do. Like, um, in my review of um, Unlisted, I wrote about how basically, yeah, this, the two characters are kind of douchebags, but none of the other characters, like, acted um, in their own interest or they just kind of followed along. So it kind of worked with it, worked with the theme of, like, you know, Unlike the, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, unlike other people in the film and everything, they kind of like had some control over the situation and everything. So as much as people might not like them, you know, no, nobody's pointing, putting a gun to anyone's head and making them do anything. So right. it, like, it all kind of worked out. Right, and without spoiling too much, like the the theme with Unlisted Owner, it's it's kind of a coming of age film. Like. Uh, Myself, I have a girlfriend in the film, fictitious girlfriend named Andrea, and Griffin has a fictitious girlfriend named Heidi. And uh, Gavin and Tyler are like our bros, you know, like we were through thick and thin together. And now we're starting to settle down. And Gavin and Tyler see these women as like the people who are going to ruin their fun times forever. They're stealing their friends away from them. So they're going to do everything they can to be able to break up these relationships and make us choose whether we're going to choose them or the girls. And as you watch the film, you see their pranks and the way they, you know, kind of treat us keep going up to the next level until it gets to a point of no return. I mean, I'm not proud of this, but I'm going to say that really makes me think of the movie Saving Silverman. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. Wait, yes, I did. I mean, it's got it's got Steve Zahn and Jason Biggs. I mean, yeah, I know. I remember yeah. that one. At, at their height of popularity. That is a good. I like that movie. It's a pretty funny movie. I mean, but, I, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, it, I remember it, it enjoying does, it. Um, yeah, it it does kind of have that little bit of a vibe <laughs> of you know, like they're they're that these girls are stealing away instead of you know. I'm not in a Neil Diamond cover band, but, (laughs) but, you know, I mean, it is that thing of where, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying just to have a good time out with friends and Gavin and Tyler are just, you know, being complete douches (laughs) and just kind of ragging on me and Griffin the whole time. But, and then that kind of gets us into the situation that later (laughs) befalls upon us. So, but yeah, that was kind of the premise of Unlisted Owner to show, you know, this is a group of friends that are on a camping trip and uh, all these events uh, are documented because I have a new video camera and uh, I'm just testing it out for the night. And uh, this is what the police have found and they have edited it together. And there's also two other, uh, there's a uh, family of five and then there's another uh, couple who moves into the home and then there's a police dash cam that's kind of all edited together for this horrific event known as the owner killing. So that's kind of like the gist of it. So 
you know, barring unlisted owner here, because I know I know some people can be biased to their own film. What is your favorite found footage film, or what what kind of inspired you to make this? Maybe. Well, actually, I hadn't seen this film until after I had made Unlisted Owner. Um, Grave Encounters is actually my favorite found footage film. Oh, okay. I'm. Was that Grave the um? Was that the one, the one made by the guys from Ghost Encounters? Uh, I think I'm not exactly sure who made it. It's been a while since I uh, I haven't really researched it that much. I just watched it on I think it was on Netflix or something like that. I think but it's on Netflix it, and Amazon Prime. It's where the uh, the group of ghost hunters go to. I think it's an asylum, and like you know, they're doing all this paranormal investigation, and it's, it was just a neat. There was like a major twist in the film. I was just like, I just want to give them a standing ovation for it because oh, I was like, okay. that is so cool. Yeah, I was not was... expecting that. Okay, so this that's not the one made by the Ghost Encounters people, but that I have seen like the description for it, and I think it is on my Amazon Prime list to watch. Definitely watch that one. That that, in my opinion, that is my favorite found footage film uh but uh whenever i was going to make unlisted owner you know i watched uh, blair witch and watched paranormal activity and actually one of the kind of little cool things that i did i think it was paranormal activity three was in theaters i'm pretty sure that was the one and uh, right before we started shooting i took my main cast to uh the movie theater and we all watched paranormal activity three before we went into shooting unlisted owner so that way I wasn't sure, especially like Heidi and Andrea, if they were familiar in Griffin, I wasn't sure if they were familiar with like how we'd be shooting this film in a found footage style. Because if you haven't seen a found footage film, sometimes it's kind of hard to wrap your head around exactly what's going to take place. So I wanted to make sure that we all kind of went together. And it was kind of like a little bit of a bonding thing with, you know, everybody just going to the movies and watching this film. And then we kind of talked about it a little bit afterwards and stuff. So that was kind of like a cool little thing that we got to do before we started filming. It was just kind of a, a weird timing thing that, that was out whenever we were getting ready to start filming. Yeah, I, I remember watching uh, Paranormal Activity the first time. Um, I was at my friend's house, and uh, you know, I was my wife's girlfriend at the time, or fiance at the time, probably. And uh, you know, his m- my friend's dad, the entire movie just kept pointing out that the uh, the main actress through the movie, her shirt became lower and lower cut, like as the movie <laughs> went on, and. Uh, Every time something would go on, he would just be like, look, look, they're showing how stacked she is. She's stacked. And we're just, we're just like, please, please stop using that term. Like, like no, I, I no longer want to hear the word stacked ever. But yeah, it's, it's interesting, um, especially the, uh, the success that Paranormal Activity had for its relatively bo- low budget at the time, $15,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was actually a, a, a pretty fun movie for the time. Um, again, it seeing it more than once wears on me. Um, but yeah, no, noticing that through the movie, like her shirt becomes lower and lower cut, the more like possessed she gets or whatever is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, that's another thing too, with like most found footage films, uh, I'd say probably, I don't even know how many of them they're either, uh, investigating Bigfoot or they're investigating something supernatural for the most part. And, you know, whenever I was going to do, uh, I decided I needed to do a found footage film to kind of, you know, for, for budgeting reasons, but I wanted to do something a little different. So that's why I decided to go the route of a slasher film instead of your stereotypical, you know, ghost hunting type, you know, thing. So that's, that was one thing I decided to kind of veer away from to kind of maybe separate unlisted owner from the rest of the pack of, you know, going into a house looking for ghost type thing when there's actually a, a killer on the loose. So kind of like, you know, Freddie, you know, Jason type thing. 
Well, it's, it's always cool to see a unique idea with a, with a uh, found footage film. Um, I was telling Paul earlier, back when um, Netflix had some, some different things instead of a lot of mainstream stuff, um, they had a movie called The Frankenstein Theory, which was actually a found footage film where, like, yeah, the yeah, descendant of that. Frankenstein, like, travels into Canada to find Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's so unique and cool and interesting um, compared to a lot of found footage films out there um, that, you know, it's just one of those, like, wow, that's that's different. Yeah. And yeah, I always like seeing that is. different thing in found footage. Yeah, there's... Like you were saying, like, normally it's, like, the same kind of um, concepts and everything, but every so often you'll find one that's kind of different and everything. It's like, okay, like, it's believable that they've got the camera and something other than, you know, there's, like, a monster somewhere in the woods woods out there is um, going on. So, like, normally it's just the, it's just the same uh, topics, but if you find something different, it tends to be pretty entertaining. I mean, unbeknownst to us, when we picked our movies to review this month, uh, we didn't pick them based on their content. We were just like, oh, we have this found footage movie and this found footage movie. And the first two movies we reviewed were both the fucking Pine Barrens and the Jersey Devil. I'm like, seriously? Like, like, what are the chances of that? Like, of all the found footage movies out there, we had to pick two Pine Barrens movies? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so, Paul, what's, what's your favorite found footage movie? I haven't, I haven't heard you comment on that. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um... That's a tough one. Um, I actually genuinely do like found footage films. Even bad ones, I kind of enjoy watching just because um, I, I like seeing what people can do with, like, limited... Um, resources. Li- limited, limited resources and just, like, you know, going out there and seeing what they'll film. But um, I'd say my favorite uh, Cannibal Holocaust doesn't really count. So... Um, <laughs> it, it can, I mean. No, nah, I'm not going to go that route. Um... <laughs> that was a good one, but um, I I hate being that guy. But I'm probably gonna go with the Blair Witch Project just because like it there is a, there's there's a reason why like every why it's still like the default um, found footage film because like no one was really expecting it and just like the time period it came out and like what was that 97 or something like that 99 yeah ni- 99 I think it was around that time like with the internet still like kind of new and everything it was um. Definitely an interesting time. You you only had enough AOL disc access <laughs> yeah. to find so much of the information on the movie. Plus, I remember watching it when I was not I was too young to watch <laughs> it. So I guess I have that nostalgia from it. Like um, I was gonna see it with some friends, and my sister told my mom about it, and then I was suddenly not allowed to see it. But I I found a way. Yeah, I, I love how like you, you say that I was I was too young to watch Night of too young to watch Night of the Living Dead, but I was already watching like The Evil Dead, and then like I watched Night of the Living Dead, and I'm like like so so what's so bad and inappropriate about this? And then I was like, well let's watch let's watch uh, From Dusk Till Dawn next, and. Yeah, my mom's like, no. And I'm like, why not? She's like, fine, fuck it. Go ahead, watch it. I don't care. And it's like, oh, there's a bunch of nudity in it. That's why you didn't want a 15-year-old watching From Dusk Till Dawn. Like, you could have said, hey, there's nudity in it. I don't want you watching it. Okay, fine. No, no, just watch Just, Just get all, fuck it. Go ahead, watch it. I don't care. Like, okay, like. Um, but yeah, um. As far as a movie goes, I mean, because honestly, my favorite found footage of anything is, uh, I was talking about that series Lost Tapes um, from Animal Planet. My favorite is actually the vampire episode. I think it's from season two. 
Um, it's about this family that like installs security cameras and ends up like vampires are living in their fucking walls. And they're not like your traditional like, I'm going to suck your blood or like, you know, the, the European good looking or even like the John Carpenter's vampires. Like, I'm just going to tear your fucking throat out. They're like fucking monstrous, like Nosferatu ish vampires that like live in the walls of this house. But as far as movies go, um, I have to say probably record two. Um, I, I've mentioned that series a couple times. I just I really like that second one. It's more action packed. Um, and it's just, it's just fun. And it's a little different than most found footage movies. Um, most found footage movies are not zombie movies. Um, I do like zombie movies. Um, maybe diary of the dead. That was a found footage film. Let's not, let's not talk about (laughs) anything past the, the trilogy, the the, the living dead trilogy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I do. I maybe it's because I'm from Pittsburgh that I have this like little bit of bias towards like zombie or zombie esque movies. Um, but I just think Record Two like it puts it together very well. It has the action, it has the drama. Um, I really need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in like seven years. I actually haven't seen the Record films. I've seen all the VHS films. Um, unfortunately, were... I've I've seen not only the first three Record films, but I've also seen the American counterparts of Quarantine and Quarantine Two. I saw those on. I saw they were listed on Netflix. Like, yeah, yeah don't watch maybe. them. Like, <laughs> like, like everything that. that's good about Record, like uh, Quarantine is a great remake of Record in the fact that like they follow it pretty well, except that it takes everything that's great about Record and just fucks it up to the nth degree. Like everything that made sense about Record, they like where they even just where they film it fucks with it because things that make sense in record because of you know people running down hallways or going over balconies make sense in record but don't because of like the placements in the apartments in quarantine like they do the same thing but it doesn't make sense because the building is structured differently interesting like i don't know i mean i've never seen psycho in the psycho remake but i kind of like think it's probably like that where it's like you know, you made the remake and you tried to do it faithful to the original, but you just messed up because you tried to do that. Yeah, have you ever has, have you seen the Psycho remake? I think Paul has. Is. I ha- oh. I haven't seen it. I saw Pete Smootel. Oh. Oh I mean, I, I I will stare longingly into uh, Vince Vaughn's eyes for <laughs> for ninety minutes if if that's what it, it it's, takes. I, it's it's very hard to swallow. I mean, I think maybe if you would have watched it when it came out before Vince Vaughn went for more of a comedy route, but because when you watch it, I mean, I, I watched it after, you know, wedding crashers is out, you know, for Christmas, all those movies were out. And whenever I watched it, I just, it was very hard for me to see him in that role because, you know, he has more of like a comedy esque you know, to him anymore. So that was just kind of, it's just kind of hard for me as well. I don't know. Maybe if I would have watched it at the time, but yeah, it was kind of difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I just can't see anybody other than um, uh, Anthony Perkins. A- Anthony Perkins. Uh, I was gonna say Anthony Hopkins for a second. No, that's that's the, that would actually that would actually be pretty interesting. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins as uh, Norman as Norman Bates. Bates. Yeah, but like I can't see anybody other than um, Anthony Perkins as um, Norman Bates. The guy in Bates Motel did a did a good job, but it was it yeah. felt like such a different like well, it's, series. That, it's like, one of those things where like he did the best with the material he was given. Like, it didn't right. feel like Psycho, but it felt like he did a great job with Norman yeah. Bates with what he was given, kind of like with The Walking Dead and, like, 
Negan, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan did the best he could as Negan with what he was given, and uh, I can't remember his name, did the best with the governor with what he was given as the script. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just so hard when you remake something or when you translate it from one language to another, another right. to bring that, like, original pizzazz to it. And uh, I just, I, I think that's where quarantine and a lot of American remakes get it wrong. Yeah, that's definitely true. So, Corey, you were saying, like, um, that series that you liked um, with um, that found footage series. Lost Tapes? Um, yeah, it kind of reminded me of the VHS series. Um, oh, fucking movies, VHS. Are, there, there's some good good parts of them. Like, I think each film had, like, a couple good ones then a bunch of bad ones. I think each film had, like, one good one and then a bunch of shitty ones. And the, like, terrible wraparound stories. Well, I think the, rap- the wraparound in the first movie made sense, where it they, like, break into did. the house and they find all the VHSs and stuff. And then just random shit happens in it. And like. VHS viral, once they got to the end of the series as of now, like... They just gave just, up. Oh, there's a fucking ice cream truck driving around the neighborhood broadcasting these YouTube videos of shit happening. Like, what... what I... Somebody lost their fucking mind making this. Yeah, but I definitely think, like, short kind of, like, like found footage skits tend to be, like, kind of entertaining. Like, um, I, I guess they're... I haven't seen the trailer to it, but I've seen the poster to the, uh, the Slenderman movie. Oh, fuck. And I... God. It... They're taking an old internet meme and, like, going nuts with it. Well, it's I actually... Horrifying. Um, play- it's horrifying. because of how dumb it is. PlayStation but, um, recently had the Slenderman video game on, on sale. And I was like... I looked at, I looked at the, uh, the, the, the pictures for it, and I'm like, so you just wander around the woods until Slenderman kills you or something? Like, you have to, like, find these papers, which I'm pretty sure they, that they're, half of them don't exist. <laughs> You're just, like, doomed to die in it. But, um... Yeah, that was one thing. Like there, were, there was a bunch of like, like a few pretty good YouTube series of like um, these people like following a Slenderman that were really good. But they were good because they were like at most twenty minutes long and everything. And they would like they would go on for like uh, years at times. Like there was one I found recently. Um, I used to follow. Um, I I kind of I, I lost track of them like three years ago. I think it was it's called Tribe Twelve or something like that. And I looked. They they uploaded a new episode like a month ago. Like wow, they're 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 still going with this, but um, it was fun because it was just like these short things and like it told a story over time and everything. And that was kind of cool. So I think uh, found footage like in like with short like little um things can kind of work out pretty well. Once well, especially like, with like time skips and everything. Even like the realistic documentaries. Um, you know my lo- my wife loves the show Destination Truth. Um, it's just one of those things. They're like. Well, people around here say they see this creature, so let's go investigate it. It's not a true found footage, it's a documentary, but still, like, they go out there and, you know, all the cameras are in their first person or going from person to person, and it's, it's just really kind of cool to see. And, um... So, yeah, like, those ghost hunter shows and all that. Yeah, but that's... I hate those shows. But that's why, like, you know, Paranormal Activity, after seeing the first movie, like, I cannot stand to watch any more of that series because it's all the same exact thing for the next 12 movies or however long it's gone. Like, I think I've seen two of their movies and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, I just, I can't take it because it's the same thing over and over. Um, it's so hard to turn one of those series into one of those found footage things into a series because, you know, once you've seen it, you can't really do it again. Yeah. 
Well, that's like with um, those ghost hunter shows, ghost adventures. It's like they'll go into a place and it's like, oh, this is haunted. We're all prepared. Something like minor will happen, like a, a table will fall over. Like, oh my god, I'm so scared. Let's get out of here, guys. Like, what the hell? Like, you went in there knowing that, like, expecting to find something. Eat a Scooby snack and man up, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But, like, every episode of, like, those shows is like that. And it was, it was infuriating. All right, so I'm saying I say Jed, Jed's sitting here just kind of like watching us and like listening with a smile. Like he's like, yeah, I, I, got, I got nothing I'm else learning. to say, guys. Like, <laughs> so any other uh, thoughts about found footage or anything that you guys have? Um, well, found footage, you know, like I said before, it's like a completely different style of filmmaking. And it is a lot easier to make a short found footage film than a feature. I mean, I mean, besides, you know, the, the length of it. You know, just having all that time you have to put into shooting stuff, but you have to try to keep it interesting because you can't, you know, jump back and show like, you know, a killer's point of view, like make it feel like someone's lurking up on you because then you're like, okay, well, how did they get access to the killer's footage? You know, it's it, you have to, you know, think of it as you're one person it's one view and if you don't want it to get too complicated you know your people are just going to be out of the film you need to make sure you got to make it interesting and interject some type of maybe humor or something like that and that's you know with unlisted owner that's one thing we try to do is try to make it a little bit funny add some funny stuff guys you know ragging on each other and stuff like that to kind of make it seem like you know more believable and also just kind of like make it entertaining until the good stuff happens so and I think that's where a lot of found footage kind of, you know, falls is that, you know, you got to keep it kind of interesting. And um, I've had people describe unlisted owners like a reality show gone bad. You know, you're following a group of young kids that are kind of, you know, <laughs> out in party mode and stuff like that. And, you know, everything just completely falls off the rails. Do you have any other thoughts on uh, found footage, Paul? Um, not not really, but, um, yeah, basically, um, kind of like what you were saying, Jed, was, um, you, you kind of have to, like, it has to be realistic, but, like, and you, you have to, like, keep people's attention while things aren't, while things really aren't escalating, so I think a lot of it is, like, having interesting characters, like you said, having some some comedic moments, and it's, like, developing um, the plot a little bit, because um, it seems like a lot of them, it's just, like, you, they know what the end result is they know that that people are supposed to die but it's like all right well what now like they just kind of run out the clock till then yes yes please found footage movies stop putting title cards saying we found these mutilated bodies and this footage with it i mean that's all that's all right like okay so i know they're gonna die in the end like but at least like have like Something like your like your film had um had the scenes where the guy was being investigated. It was the guy who um who left the group the group um early on, right? Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like the uh, the outcast that, and that was one thing we wanted to put in there that you know he came up to us and kind of gave us a backstory on the house and uh, the, the footage was kind of distorted and stuff, and then they brought him in for questioning. And, you know, but when he left us, we were like, man, that guy is stupid. He's a douche, you know. We, you know, he's a weird kid. We don't want to associate ourselves with him. And then whenever he goes in the interrogation room, he goes, well, they're my friends, you know. So <laughs> we, we wanted to add that little thing in there. But So um, I don't have anything to add, but, Jed, I want to ask, where can we follow you? Where can we find Unlisted Owner? 
um, and follow for any future projects? Yeah, actually, uh, future projects, I'll go ahead and uh, tell you guys about one I'm currently kind of working on. Uh, there's an outfit out of L.A. called uh, ACM uh, Official or ACM Films, and uh, the director, Alex, has uh, asked me to uh, write a short for uh, his anthology film. So um, I can't give very many, very many details about it, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be, we'll be able to announce more hopefully later this year. We're just trying to get some of the scripts finalized and stuff like that. So that's the thing I'm kind of working on right now. Uh, but we also have an announcement. Uh, it's not really out there yet, but Unlisted Owner is going to be getting a, a Blu-ray release. Woo! And awesome. yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Uh, the DVD had made it as high as ninth on Amazon's top 100 hot new horror release list whenever uh, we launched pre-orders back uh, last September, and we stayed on the top 100 list for 15 weeks. So we were very proud of that. I mean, we were on the list uh, against Walking Dead Season 7 with Negan. It just came out on DVD. Uh, American Horror Story Season 6, 47 Meters Down, and then we were going up against some old classics that they had just re-released, like uh, Night of the Living Dead. I got a screenshot of my film right in front of George, and I, I had the pleasure of meeting George before he passed, so that was such like a great honor. So, uh, But yeah, the Blu-ray, it's going to have a, a commentary on it. It's going to have a whole bunch of special features, so everyone keep your eyes peeled for that. But uh, if you want to follow Unlisted Owner, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Unlisted Owner Movie. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Jed Bryan. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jed Bryan. And then you can follow us on Facebook at Unlisted Owner Movie. And then uh, if you want to check out Unlisted Owner or if you just want to wait for the Blu-ray release, but if you want to check it out before then, uh, you can get it on DVD through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, FYE. And then if you want to check it out via streaming platform, it's available on Amazon Prime right now. You can check it out on uh, Google Play Store, iTunes, uh, Microsoft Store, and uh, I'm, I'm probably missing a couple other ones, but those are the uh, the main ones. Oh, and also you can check it out on YouTube, but you got to pay for it, of course. But, yeah, so that's where you can check it out. And be sure to, if you check it out, rate it, review it, tell us what you think of it. If you hate it, tell us why. If you love it, tell us why, and be sure to tell your friends. But <laughs> Definitely cool. So there you have it, friends. Um, that, that, that's it for... Uh Found footage, found footage films. Um, until next too many times. You know, until next time, friends. Be brave. Be alive. Be back for more. Jed, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you.